And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, testing. One, two, three, testing. Testing. One, two, three. Have you ever heard that expression? Sure you have. What's going on uh, that you hear that? What's happening? Uh, the person that is trying to make sure, who's doing the testing, is trying to make sure the receiver is receiving sound, that they can receive sound decimals. This is not far off from God's approach to teaching. In truth, he used this method with Abraham. Genesis 22.1 states, after these things, God tested Abraham. Let's remember that we are spiritual descendants of good old Abe. Next, oh no, here comes a teaching that's going to challenge almost every person's thought process of political leaders and celebrities, even the so-called media celebrities. People say that they believe all the time. I believe, I believe, I believe. But by their fruits you shall know them, according to Jesus, Matthew 7, 16. And Jesus went a whole lot further than this. He challenged the idea that people could be true believers if they sought the praise of men. Did you hear that line? I'll repeat it so you can hear it. He challenged the idea that people could be true believers if they sought the praise of men. Of course, everyone wants to be liked, but the Christian has picked the wrong faith for that. That's why people who claim to be Christians but try to placate the world and the worldly are not even close to the real Jesus. And finally, let's lay down the question. Have you read the end of the book? The Bible is what I'm referring to. Who wins? God does. Whose side do we seek to be on? God's side. So if God wins, being with God means we win. So here's an idea. Let's live like we win because we do. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oh, no. Spiritual observations. Oh, my. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Just to make sure everybody got that, 214-210-8483. There you go. And then also you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, 
I forewarn you, you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking, talking to Dynamite D, that is like having a friend call you up just to say, I appreciate you for no reason at all. And you know what? You just feel appreciated. Glory to God. There you go. There it is. Um, okay, so the bottom line is we want you to reach out to us. We want you to have the opportunity to have fellowship with other believers, other people from different backgrounds who all believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life, recognizing that redemption is through the sacrificial life of Jesus Christ given by God as a gift, received, given by grace, received by faith, and that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us to reflect the glory of Jesus Christ in our character and in our ministry. And if you're just like one of those people that's like, I love the Lord, I just want to be closer and do it better, you'll fit right in. Like, well, Dave, my, my background is different. Well, let's see. I was born and raised Jewish. I have a Baptist, Pentecostal, and a charismatic ordination. I turned down three other ordinations. Want to know why? I didn't want to pay the fee. I told you I'm Jewish, so back up. And so I have a BA in, in ministry and leadership, a master's in theological study, and a doctorate in strategic Christian ministry, and I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> All that, and I still can't pay for my kids, my grandkids to have a pretty nice uh, uh, birthday present. Oh, well. I can only do the best I can do. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is reach out, fellowship, have a good time, enjoy it. Listen, if it blesses you, great. If not, don't worry about it. You're not obligated to anything. We just want to be a blessing for you. Let's see if you can answer this trivia question, however, true or false. Paul said, money is the root of all kinds of evil. True or false? True or false? Money is the root of all kinds of evil. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Two things I want to keep you up on or aware of might be a nice way to say that. And that is we are praying about adding uh, some different ministry uh, regarding uh, advancing the kingdom, advancing the ministry. So please be in prayer for us for, for wisdom for ministry. We could really, really, really use the prayer. Uh, so wisdom. And then also, please don't forget that as this holiday comes up, as much as you want to blast people left and right, that's probably not the attitude to go in with. You probably want to go in with the attitude of patience, being that patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fourth the fourth fruit mentioned. And in regards to that, maybe we can operate with that, even though some people that we're going to get together with are going to push buttons. You know they are. This is the first time you went to Thanksgiving? All right, come on. All right, in the meantime, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Waiting on uh, Turkey Day so I can fill up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know what you got to do is you got to remember two things: one, eat less the day before, and two, on Thanksgiving, all calories work in reverse, so you can eat as much as you want, and you'll just lose weight. Okay, that's well, how you think. I, 
<laughs> I, I got some grandkids, so I'm hoping they'll help me work off part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on that for sure. All right, my friend, here we go. True or false? Just going to keep it straightforward. True or false? Paul said, money, 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 money is the root of all kinds of evil. I'd have to say false to that. You are correct, Amundo! And why? Why is that false? What's the reason it's false? I, I think he had a few more words before that. It's the love of money. That is it exactly. You get a double. Nice job. It's the love of money. It's the passion for money. It's the greed for money. It's the idea that you can serve God in money, and you can't do that. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. That's the problem. Yeah. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent work. You have a happy Thanksgiving right. and everybody else out there. and Be thankful Jesus uh, came and saved us all. Amen. That's what I'm, I'm most grateful for. Amen, and that's a reason to be thankful. Absolutely. Thank all right. God bless. Y'all have a good day. All right. You take care, brother. All right. Great job. I love these. Our callers are so cool. All right. All right. So testing one, two, three. All right. Now, listen. You guys, you saw that. What is that? The Sprint commercial where the guy goes, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That whole thing, right? Although although that's not nearly as interesting as all of us growing up and having the school announcements. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. Okay. So what's going on there? The person who's doing the testing is trying to make sure everybody can hear. Oh, okay. Watch this. John chapter 6, verse 4 through 6. Now the, now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? Verse 6. Jesus said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Okay. So as much as people don't like this, <laughs> and I understand, right? You've got Abraham. He was tested by the Lord, right? I mean, Genesis 22.1, after these things, God tested Abraham. So then people go, yeah, well, that was the Old Testament. Okay, and this is the New Testament. And look what Jesus is doing to one of his disciples, one of the 12. He's like, uh, I know what I'm going to do. I know what we're going to do, but I got to make sure you know what we're going to do. Where are we going to buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus was looking for a response. And so he tests him. And here's the thing about being tested by the Lord, right? You're going to be tested by the Lord. Here's a fascinating question. Right, I mean, this literally right now, right this second. What is your test right now? Right now. Is this test going to be something to do with the holiday coming up? Is it your faith in general? Is it your trust? Is it your ability not to stay angry? Is it your ability to separate between the Lord and all the other things that try to convolute you and your connection to the Lord? Here's something to keep in mind, and this is a very important point, okay? The Scripture says, when Jesus said this, he said, where are we going to buy bread so these people would eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Let me explain something to you about testing. Testing isn't for God. Did you, did you, I just want to make sure you heard that. Ready? Testing from God isn't for God. The scripture says he knew what he was going to do. The test is for us to learn about ourselves. 
Not for God to learn about us. God's omniscient. He already knows. When you go through a test, you know what the Lord's doing? Shining a light on you. Going, look. Look, I was praying, uh, talking to the Lord today, and he made mention that I have a few things I have to work on. <laughs> uh, I'm not telling you what they are, so it doesn't matter. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is I have stuff to wear. I got to I I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to grow up in. I have a lot to grow up in, period. And then I have a lot to learn and to grow in him in. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. And he puts me through different tests to kind of reveal to me, hey, this is, uh, this is lacking or this is not lacking or this you need more on this or you need less on this, whatever it is. So, yes, you're being tested. What's your test right now? Totally awesome. The only reason God would ever test you is because he loves you. And he wants you to know about yourself. And he wants you to grow in him. That's it. Nothing more. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading. What's in it for me? Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip. And, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, 
alone. I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask him, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just want you guys to be aware of this next trivia question. A little challenging, a little challenging, but I feel in my heart you guys can get this. Your wisdom shines through. Here we go. That's a nice way to set it up. Your wisdom shines through. Why did the Pharisees condemn Jesus for healing a man with a shriveled hand? Why did the Pharisees condemn Jesus for healing a man with a shriveled hand? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text us 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. So there is the question. Uh, straightforward. Welcome, Joanne and Cordelia. Uh, why did the Pharisees condemn Jesus for healing a man with a shriveled hand? And Okay. Now, I have, just for Thanksgiving. Okay, I want to make sure you hear this. Did, did they hear that? Is that that's pretty. Yeah, loud. they heard that. Do it one more time, Dave. Okay. Watch it. Oh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, all right, here we go. All right. Here in my hand is uh, Thanksgiving jokes. That's right. We try to stay a little bit themed. Okay. Some of these are very funny. I might use some for tomorrow. We'll see. But some of these, by the way, are very funny. Here we go. Here's your Thanksgiving jokes on Tuesday before Thanksgiving. What did the turkey say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving Day? What did the turkey say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving Day? Any ideas? Any ideas? Anything? Ready? Ready? Not this one. Ready? Quack, quack. Because <laughs> he wanted to be a duck. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. <laughs> Quack, quack, quack. Okay. Why did the farmer have to separate the chicken and the turkey? He sensed foul play. (laughs) (laughs) What key has legs and can't open a door? What key has legs and can't open a door? A turkey. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, that's that's one of those killing you ones. Uh, why did they let the turkey join the band? Why did they let the turkey join the band? Because he had his own drumsticks. <laughs> I mean, you got to think it through. What happened to the turkey that got in a fight? He got the stuffing knocked out of him. There you go, stuffing. All right, there you go. Here's the last one for today. All right. You know you overdid it at Thanksgiving when you thought the serving size 
for turkey was one. <laughs> okay. All right, hold oh. on. One, one more. One more. Why shouldn't you six? Why, why shouldn't you sit next to a turkey at dinner? Because he will gobble it all up. There you go. Gobble, gobble. See. Go, go, okay. All right. We'll stop right there. <laughs> uh, just crazy. Those are fun. You trigger yourself, Dave. That's fun. Oh, that's fun. Okay, you guys. If you can't laugh at those and everything is so serious for you, turn off the show. <laughs> that's how we do that. So, the, oh, well, fine. I'm very offended. Okay. Uh, love is not easily offended. Here's the fair. Here's the question. Why did the Pharisees condemn Jesus for healing a man with a shriveled hand? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then david at hemustincrease.org would be the email to use. Okay, here we go. This is a tough one. Okay. I, Joanne just asked me a joke. I know the answer because somebody had asked me this. Why did the turkey cross the road twice? Because he was a double crosser. See, I knew I knew that answer. Ah, okay. All right, let me do this teaching. This is out of John 5:44. That's right. It's the holiday lighten up. John 5:44 says this, "How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from only God?" See, Jesus wasn't uh, I, for some reason, and I'm not sure why this is. The way that people portray Jesus is, especially people in politics and celebrities, they portray Jesus as some uh, uh, hippie, <laughs> long on. hair, pretty hands, right? right? And and uh, uh, he's wearing a tie dye shirt. It's go around peace. He's got a little peace medallion on, and so on. So remember, Jesus said, "I've come not to bring peace, but a sword." Nobody wants to talk about Matthew 10 because that's a very irritating verse. But here Jesus is talking, and he's talking about. Listen to what he's talking about. He's talking about people who are claiming to be believers or followers of the Lord or people that are seeking the Lord. And he goes, "How can you believe when you receive glory from one another?" And there's Jesus. Jesus is saying, "How can you? How can you be that way? How can you be a believer and seek glory from one another?" Just think about that. And it's like of all the people and all the things that we do. You know, it was one thing when all of the politicians were trying to actually be this weird thing called servants. And that was a whole different thing. And it was many moons ago in a land far away, <laughs> way, way before uh, the media decided to destroy everything. And so the idea behind this is to understand Jesus is like, you can't be a believer and seek glory from one another. You can't do it. You can't be seeking the praise from another. Look, I, I think it's great to be liked. But you will never be liked the way that your flesh wants you to be liked because you can't be a Christian and do that. Because glory that comes only from God is the glory that matters. Everything else, get ready, is a lie. They will, the world will love you for one hour and dump you in the next second. It's a lie. And when I was doing one of my early fasts, one of my early ones, when I really was mad at the Lord because I really thought, I wasn't mad, man. I was just like, I'm not getting anything out of this fast. 
you know, like when you fast, you want to get something. Like you want, you're like, I want to get something. And at the end, after it was over, which is kind of, I think, how the Lord does it for me anyway. He told me, he said, he, I mean, you know, he spoke to me. I got to be careful how I say that because I was not an audible or anything. But I certainly got the strong impression that the Lord was trying to tell me, hey, you need to speak for the author and not the audience. Now, before you think this had to do with radio, this is when I was pastoring the first church I pastored. And it was just like, oh. Oh, maybe I'm supposed to speak for God, not to see what kind of reaction I'm going to get. And you know, that's hard. There's times where that's hard. You know, I, I think of a very, very, very popular preacher who preached his heart out, did just the, the absolute best he could, and everybody told him what a great job he did. And then he got home and he asked his wife, and he says, well, honey, what would you think? And she said, eh, it was all right. <laughs> see? You see? What do you mean? Everybody thought it was great. You just said, eh, it's all right. Boy, did that bring him down a notch, right? But that's our problem. Do we need to be aware of that, function better in that? How can we claim to be believers when we live seeking people's approval? Jesus wants to know that from us. It's like to one master we stand or fall. To one. And I, I just I go back to that statement, oh, you don't want to be so heavenly minded, you're of no earthly good. Yes, you do. Be that way. Whatever you can do, be that way. Because if you're so heavenly minded, you'll be living your life for eternity in mind, and that's laying up treasures in heaven, and that's what Jesus said to do. Seek first the kingdom of God. It wasn't the Lord who said that. It was man who said that so that they could reduce man. It's just like, oh, that's terrible. Listen to this passage, how Jesus says, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from only God? One thing I have learned to do in the last few years is like just between the Lord and I, just I tell him I'm I'm doing the best I can before you. I'm doing the best I can. I mean, I just want to be honest about it. People will not give you that thing that you need, and that's affirmation of God's commitment to you, even if you fail. Nobody's going to give that to you. Okay. All right. Why did the Pharisees condemn Jesus for healing a man with a shriveled hand? Because his healing was done on the Sabbath, and that was against the law. You weren't supposed to heal on the Sabbath. But that's when Jesus tried to explain to them that the law was made for man and not man for the law. But they didn't quite get that because they always sought the glory of one another. So that didn't help them understand truth. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? For this is the kind of high priest we need. Holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do, first for their own sins and then those of the people. He did this once for all when he offered himself. Now watch this. Oh boy, this is so unbelievable. Jesus is a unique kind of priest. 
He is your high priest. He is so unique. And you think, well, why? What, what is it that makes Jesus unique? And you already know, well, it's because he's, you know, born from the Holy Spirit and he's born from Mary. So he's fully man, fully God. And it's like, okay, I get that part. But there's something else that we miss quite often. And that is Jesus is undefiled, separated for, from sinners. And verse 27 says he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the high priests do, first for their own sins. So let me explain this to you. When priests or petitioners or people are praying on your behalf, every human being has to deal with their own set of sins. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest of Israel. It doesn't matter if it's, high, if, if it's the high priest one year, 20 years later, 40 years later. There is something that takes place. It's the same dynamic that takes place when you spend time with the Lord and you come before the Lord and you thank him and you recognize the grace of God enables you to stand because apart from that, the grace, apart from the mercy, apart from the love that comes from the Lord and the redeeming work from, from Jesus Christ that you receive by faith, that he gives by grace, apart from that, you're a mess. And so when you come before the Lord, you're like, Lord, you know, please forgive me. Please don't be mad. Please, you know, don't chasten me. David said it great. Don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. I don't want to get you irritated. Nah, 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 nah. You see, when Jesus comes and petitions for us, he doesn't have to go through that. He doesn't have to be centered on himself to be forgiven because there's nothing for him to be forgiven. He's sinless. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices for what he's done or for any of the lacking that he uh, would have if he was a regular human priest. So when Jesus comes on our behalf, there's nothing, get this, get this, here it is. There's nothing distracting him in his life. He is only focused on our well-being. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our next trivia question. This is a really good question. I mean, a really good one. Ready? Which of the 12 disciples did King Herod have put to death by the sword. <laughs> Acts chapter 12. That's your big hint. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. Here we send you up to the website. There's a lot to tell you. Blah, 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 blah. We definitely need money, and here's how it's going to go. We're not going to have a show on Thursday and Friday, as you guys know. Then on Monday, the rent is due. So here's my here's my plea. More, sir. I'd like to have some more. Thank you. Please check it out by going to the website. You can give directly that way or give indirectly and send it to the students. It's up to you. Please go to hemustincrease.org. 
prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Donald Duck and Daffy skating in the Olympics to see who comes in last. While eating Thanksgiving stuffing. Okay. I like it. That's good. Do you like stuffing, like just regular stuff? Do you have anything special you put in the stuffing? No, stuffing is stuffing considered dressing? No, I don't know. I don't. That's the question I have. That's like I, a I young person. I don't know. Because if it's if it's dressing, then I like it. If it's something different, I don't know about it. Okay, all right. That's. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it's. Maybe somebody can dressing. text on the on the line. Yeah, and somebody that. tell us. I don't think it's I don't think it's dressing. Yes, it's just like uh, a French uh, French dressing. No, it's not. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. All right. If you think you know the answer to the trivia question, what is the trivia question? Which of the I'm having fun. It's been a long year, folks. Just dressing stuff, and that's the trivia the question. Dressing, <laughs> dressing stuff. That's the that's the real trivia question, right? Uh, which of the twelve disciples did King Herod have put to death by the sword? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Everybody who's texting in, by the way, has got this right. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text number. And then David, he must increase .org. Let's do his toll Let's go All right, this, uh, this could be a little more challenging because there's some things that are a little strange in this. Today is go for a ride day. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. You mean like on the freeway in Dallas, like where there's traffic, where it can stop for like five hours? Right. No. Okay. Uh, National Cranberry Relish Day. I think that's just the cranberry stuff, right? Is cranberry that... relish? Yeah, it's like the way that they make it. It's so it's really different relish. from cranberry sauce. It's just like cranberry cut up like relish. But it's okay. not relish. Uh, you know what? You got me on that one. I, I'm, I'm not that smart today. Uh, today, Humane Society Anniversary Day. We uh, give them props. In fact, one of the people that helped uh, get me involved in radio is uh, one of the directors there in San Diego. And then today, this is uh, one that I absolutely uh, thought was the most bizarre that I've ever heard. I mean, this is right up there. It's Start Your Own Country Day. How, where, why, and what? <laughs> like, I don't even know how to respond to that. I have no idea how to even tell you what the answer to that is. Uh, today, uh, unfortunately, today in 1963 in Dallas, this is when the President uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. That is not a good thing. Uh, on this day in 1995, the movie Toy Story 1 is released by Pixar Studios. Uh, also on this day, 1999, Wayne Gretzky is inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as number 99, permanently retired by the NHL. He was the great great player. I mean, I'm a Gordie Howe fan, but you can never take away from Wayne Gretzky. He was just fan fantastic. And then for those gamers amongst us, because there's not that many, uh, 2005, the Xbox 360 was released in North America. All right, we do have somebody that's ready to answer the trivia question. We will give them an opportunity to save the show. <laughs> Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Dave. This is John. Hey, how you doing, brother? Hi, cool. How about you? Uh, I, now, listen, I know you're going to get this right. I just have this in my heart feeling that you're going to know this. 
And if not, I'm going to help you get there. So that's the, that's the good news. All right. Which, which of the 12 disciples did King Herod have put to death by the sword? Can you say it again? I can't hear you. you got to say it again. That is correct. James is the answer. Yes. Peter, James, and John, that was the James of Peter, James, and John, not the James who wrote in the New Testament. That's Jesus' brother. This is Peter, James, and John of the original three. Excellent job. Very, very good work. Okay. Your phone's breaking up just a little. Yep, can't hear you. Can't hear you, brother. Well... He may have to give us a call back because it was yeah. too choppy. That was, was a, a choppy James. That was a choppy. That was a choppy James. Yeah. All right, John, we're sorry. <laughs> it was choppy. That's you were You're right. To give though. us a call back if you, you want. You're welcome to call back. We, we love it when he calls, so that's not a problem. <laughs> Just it was too choppy. All right, let's go on to the teaching. At some point, we've got to do this teaching. Here we go. <clears throat> do you ever read the end of the book? Have you read the end of the book? Have you read the last three, four chapters not of Revelation? Not the end. I've read a lot of it, but not the end. The last three or four chapters you must read. You want to know why? We win. Okay, here. Listen to this. Second Chronicles 32, 6 through 8. He, sent, he set military commanders over the people and gathered the people in the square of the city of gate. And he encouraged them, saying, Be strong. And courageous, don't be afraid or discouraged before the king of Assyria, before the multitude he has with him. For there are more with us than with him. He has only human strength, but we have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. So the people relied on the words of King Hezekiah of Judah. You know, we could spend hours on this text and probably should spend hours on this text. Listen to what is being said. The king of Assyria had hundreds of thousands of soldiers. Hezekiah was in a distinct disadvantage. The world was overwhelming for the Jewish people. They were in a very tough situation, and the words that come out are the same words that have to come out. And this is where you and I, uh, most people who listen to my show understand, look, I am a kingdom guy first. I am a Bible guy first. I don't care. And people are like, well, this happens, this happens. I don't care what men tell me men are doing or don't doing. I care what God has to say. And you think, well, that's, that's rather silly. Uh, Jesus didn't think it was silly. I mean, how is that a, a wrong thing to do? And here's what I know. No matter what the world says, no matter what the media says, no matter what people who have influence say, I don't have to be afraid. I can be strong and courageous in my faith. And the reason is straightforward. Because all of those people and all of those influences only have human strength. They do not have the God who created the universe on their side. God spoke and the universe was. Jesus died and resurrected. They have none of that. Blind people could see. Deaf people could hear. Lame people could walk. They have none of that. 
All they have is their own pride, which, by the way, pride is not a good thing. But we have a full dependence on God to help us fight our battles. Why do you think you are fighting that battle alone when God has named you by name? He knows the very hairs on your head. He loves you deeply. When you are hurt, he knows that pain that you're going through. And we as the people of God have to rely on the truth. Well, what is the truth, Dave? Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. And in the word of God, we understand in the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, science. Not in the beginning, politics. Not in the beginning, media. In the beginning, God. That's what you got to remember. And he is at the core. And when we go through it, and it's tough, when we go through, and you keep thinking, but Dave, but you're not understanding my circumstance. Wrong. You don't understand God. God can change circumstance. You tell me that God can step in and change the situation? Yes. Can you believe that God will do that? Do we rely on the words that God communicates to us? Do we operate being strong and courageous? The reason that I bring up the end of the book is just read it. We win. And all these, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, and all these things, he leads us in a triumphal procession. You know what triumphal procession is? It's the parade of the victors. That's where the Lord leads us. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be discouraged. With all of the things around us, listen to this one statement. There are more with us than with him. In other words, there's more behind us than there will ever be with anybody. Why? Because the angels of God and the powers of God and the authorities of God and the hosts of heaven are behind us, and we are with God, and God is with us. And if you're just, most people go, well, no, you, you just have to be with God. He's not with you. That's ridiculous because Jesus' name is God with us. That's his name. That's Emmanuel. In, in Matthew chapter 1, God with us. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, I'm always with you. He's with you. And everybody else and everything else, everything that we go through, only human strength. But we have the Lord our God to help us fight our battles. And then we have to answer this question. In regards to God changing circumstances, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything impossible for God? No. And we win. I would say yes and amen. How about that? I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. 
Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Very brief teaching. Follow along with it. It's not very complex. Luke chapter 8, verse 16 through 18. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you listen. For to one who has, more will be given. And from one who has not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Like, ow! Okay, first of all, the big teaching here is listening. We just talked yesterday about being present. This is part of that. It's kind of like a part two on that, okay? And by present means be there. When people are talking, listen. Be there and be a part of it. It's very clear that God, by testimony, has given us two ears and one mouth. What does that mean? We should listen twice as much as we talk, which means I do a lot of listening. Sure. Anyway, uh, but my ears are big, so it helps. Uh, James one nineteen. know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and then slow to speak and slow to anger. It tells us in the scripture by command to be quick to hear, to listen. Now, the difference is hearing is receiving sound decimals and listening is making sense of those sound decimals. So don't just hear, but listen. Make sense of what you're hearing. Make sense of what's being processed. And it's an ironic that Jesus said, take care how you listen. When you hear something and it's kingdom, seize it. Hang on to it. Hold it. Don't let it drift away. Because if the enemy has an opportunity to take it away or to befuddle it, that's the first time I've used that word in a long time, to, 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 to quench it. If he has an opportunity to do that in your life, he will. He's an enemy. He's not your friend. Satan's your enemy. So you got to be aware of that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I have two definitions for dressing and stuffing. Yay. <laughs> only, only on this show. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, Eric gives a non Dictionary definition, okay, and then I'm going to read Joy Ann's, and hers is a internet dictionary kind of definition, okay? All right, get ready. Right, here's Eric. Stuffing is the stuff that you put inside the bird and bake it with the turkey. Dressing can be like stovetop dressing that comes from a box, okay? That's what he's kind of making a differential there, okay? 
Now, here's Joanne, okay, and Cordelia. Per internet, according to most dictionaries, stuffing is defined as a mixture used to stuff another food, traditionally poultry, before cooking, whereas dressing is cooked in a pan outside of the turkey cavity. So, so stuffing and dressing are not the same. That's would be my answer. So I think I like dressing first, but I still do like stuffing as well. Okay, fair enough. There you go. These are the very important things that are taking place at this particular time. Yeah, especially around this time of year. Well, I would agree with that. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, last trivia question. This has been some show, huh? You know, you get into the holiday kind of thing, and you just like, I just don't want the show to go, you know, I just want it to, to, to move forward. All right, here's your trivia question. Who said... Who's the primary person, and I'm not looking for you to say the Holy Spirit said it because it's obviously the Holy Spirit, but, but who said we must obey God rather than men? Who's the primary person to say that, primary spokesperson to say that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. And also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email to david at he must increase. Dot org. Joy Ann and Cordelia get the pow pow on that. If John wants to call back and answer that, he can. I just want to point that out because we were not able to keep him on before. Al uh, okay. uh, has uh, thrown a curveball in there. I can't read that one. Uh, who said we must obey God rather than men? Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the text. David at emusincrease.org is the email. Please do not forget that Thursday and Friday we will be on a holiday. So there will be replays. Now, I'm telling you right now, the replays are good. They're not bad. So, I mean, if you're bored or you just got nothing to do, it's still a good replay. I promise you. Okay? But, you know, it's the holidays. You spend the time with your family. Right? I mean, you should, then that's, you know, unless you all want to gather on the radio, then I think you're weird. Okay, so uh, in the meantime, we do have a teaching, a final teaching I want to do for today. Yes, we are going to be live tomorrow. How that's going to go, I have no idea. As long as I can drive down here, that's all I'm looking for. I don't want to have to take a helicopter. I just want to be able to use my car and to get here. In the meantime, I have a closing out. Remember, we only got a couple more of these, and that's uh, that's why I'm kind of sad about this. But this is from Pastor Ray, and it's about the attitude of gratitude. Okay? Since we're doing Thanksgiving, it seemed appropriate to me, uh, since this came in the daily uh, materials, to share with this one. Okay? says this, this is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here's what Pastor Ray writes. What can help heal your body, your mind, and soothe your deepest heartaches. The, ver the verse above tells us how to deal with anxiety. Pray for everything, ask, implore, beg for help, and do that with thanksgiving to God. That deliberate attitude of gratefulness produces the most miraculous results. 
peace beyond anything we can explain and a promise to guard, protect, and take care of our hearts and minds. A young woman from our church—remember, this is Pastor Ray—landed in the hospital with a life-threatening condition. As she remembered this verse, she thanked God for her life and her family. She believed that her heart and mind would be protected, and they were. She made a complete recovery. Surrendering to the Lord and thanking him helped her mind and body fight the illness. We think about gratitude during Thanksgiving season. But this is not a once-a-year exercise. When we're happy and blessed, and when whether we're happy and blessed or when we're facing daunting circumstances, thankfulness is urged over and over in the scriptures. Scientists agree an attitude of gratefulness increases your sense of well-being. It builds up your, your immune system and changes your brain's chemistry. Isn't that fascinating? Dr. Carolyn Leaf cites studies that prove DNA actually changes shape according to our thoughts. She explains that the harmful effects of destructive DNA codes were reversed by feelings of love, joy, appreciation, and gratitude. By the way, that's a, that's a study from Baker Books in Michigan 2013 on page 35, just to let you know. The National Institute of Health in 2009 also published a study that demonstrates how gratitude makes you healthier. That's a study that was done in Thrive Global and was retrieved on August 2019, just to let you know. But the most impressive personal body of work that encourages gratitude is the Word of God. Over 100 Bible verses call for thankfulness, including one repeated three times in the Psalms. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfastness, love, endures forever. If we can imagine, if we can manage, sorry, to keep an attitude of gratitude in all circumstances, in the blessings and the challenges, we will reap the benefit of a thankful heart. This is from G.K. Chesterton. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. Boy, he was such a good writer. He was such a good writer. Here's the bottom line to that process, and we'll get to the trivia in a second. But here's what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So there's a multitude of us that want to do the will of God. We want to do the will of God. We want to make sure that we're functioning. We want to make sure that we're operating in the will of God. And the Lord wants us to be doing his will. And there is a specific will for you to do, something that has your fingerprints, and we've talked about this numerous times. But there is also a general will of God. There is spending time with God. There's time spending in prayer and fellowship and praise and in thanksgiving. This is what the passage says. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, you concerning Christ Jesus. The will of God is for us to be thankful people. At the least, at the least, no matter where we're at in life, we can be thankful that we get to live forever, that we get to dance on streets of gold, that we're going to go and there's going to be no more tears and no more pain and no more trouble. At the least, that's just thinking from an eternal perspective. 
And at the best, we bring a little bit of that heaven into our earth by opening up our hearts in praise and by opening the dimension between us and the Lord by saying thank you and we appreciate you and not everything feels great, but we trust you that you'll get us through it. So I'm thanking you through it as you get me to it. I don't know if all things work together for them that love God to them and are called according to his purpose. Can we thank God for what is going to work together for good ahead of time? Of course you can. And of course we should. And I do like that Sergio even asked us, I think it was last week he asked us, right? He's like, what do you do when things are hard? You see it with faith. You praise him anyway. And you think, well, that seems kind of false. You mean God is false to you? Or you just don't have the faith to see that he's good to you? Ooh, that's ouchy. That's ouchy right there. Who said we must obey God rather than man? It was Peter and the apostles, John being primarily with him. He was the one who primarily said it is better to obey God rather than man. So when they sit there and give you a hard time saying, well, Scripture says you ought to obey what the governments are, that's as long as it doesn't interfere with what God has to say. Otherwise, that's just manipulation on their part, and you guys should know that by now. So, I mean, you're smart enough. All right. All right, bottom line, be thankful, be appreciative, let the Lord know how much you love him, and I want you to remember to keep praying for us, and we'll keep praying for you. We love you as well. May the Lord bless you. We'll be here tomorrow. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break, 22 and a half hours, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.